All right. So today we're going to have a different dynamic. My, uh, I just got a new, this is for us, at least in my, with my team, it's a new quarter, right? A new quarter in this case means a new computer. So I have a new computer, but this computer doesn't have the, the office um, package from Microsoft. And to tell you the truth, I'm not going to get it, right? I work in Google Docs, but I have all my previous uh, content in uh, for for the Monday Monday meeting in Microsoft. So when I came when I bought came with the uh, this little chip, the one the uh, the little memory card. This my, my old computer was so old, and this one is so new that it doesn't fit the same. So I bought the new Apple right here, and this little how do you call this? It's not a card. How do you call this? This thing right here. That is it the pen drive? Is it a pen drive? Yeah, it's a pen drive. Yeah, so the pen drive doesn't fit in the new uh, Mac computers because it's you know new technology. So I don't have the presentation for today. So we're gonna do a different dynamic, right? Which by the way, we used to do a long time ago, but we haven't done it in a while. So the, the dynamic for today is gonna be very simple, Q&A, all right? And as I say in uh, some of my speeches, uh, when it's a small crowd, usually the speak the the crowds that I'm that I'm doing right now are too large for a Q and A. So what I want to do right now is to start with a Q and A. So let's start with your questions for the week. What is the number one challenge that you have in this moment? And if you want to raise your hand and if, uh, and be very precise with your question, or if you want to write it down right here in the chat, perfect. That'll be amazing. Q and A, fire it up, fire up. Let's go. First question, Nathan, go ahead. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Uh, I have a question about managing contacts. Like okay. when people call you and you've never talked to them before, so basically it's a new numbers, do you usually save them with their first name, last name? Do you write them down somewhere? Because you get so much people and so much names that it gets confusing. What's the organization that you use to manage the, all the new contacts that are contacting you? Very good. Not until they become a lead. If they are not interested in doing business with me, I am not going to save them because if, even if they call me later on, I'm not going to know who they are. Unless, unless in the conversation, all right, they become interested or at least they give me their email information. Now, if they if they give me their email, give me their email information, I'm all for it. Yes, I have their name their phone number and their email. So I put them in my database, but without an email, I wouldn't do that. Okay. Thank you. Perfect. My pleasure. Next question. I think Walter, Walter has a question. So next question. Let's see. Yeah. Good morning. Yeah. I think this was very similar. Like I, Nathan, I was asking because uh, like I told you before, I have so many people in, in the database and uh, also so many business cards. Yeah, I need to see alignment, how I go. Of mm -hmm. course, no, the Spanish and English. So, but yeah, I think you answered me before I asked the question. <laughs> right. Okay, perfect. Again, to me, the most important thing is to have their email, their phone number, uh, and of course, their, their name is important. But to me, the most important thing is their email. I'm not going to be calling them all the time. You know, I'm against uh, cold calling and keep calling people that are not interested. I'd rather work. Uh, it has... Data has proven me that it's much easier to work with somebody 
uh, that it's much easier to work with somebody that reaches out to you instead of you reaching out to somebody. And uh, me reaching out to them has a very, very low probability of they becoming interested on talking to me. If they initiate the call, it's much easier. So with an email, I can get them interested on buying or selling a property, right? Because of the value that I can offer them. Got it? Right? So I do not waste my time in just putting their name and phone number. And I wouldn't recommend you do that either. Right? So Jessica, go ahead. One yes. moment. Okay, sorry. Yes, yeah, I'm here. How are you? Good morning. How are you? Good morning. How are you? Very good. Thank you. Listen, Orlando, I have a question. Uh, I have a, a, a lead that he's been contacting me on and off. Mm -hmm. Lately, he asked me for a specific project in Linar, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. I sent him some information. I told him to schedule a call in order following your advice to you know do the seven-minute call, blah, blah, blah. I told him twice, sorry, let's schedule a Zoom presentation, let's schedule a call, and he doesn't want to. He just wants the information, that's it. Should I just next? Yes, Or next? next? Or ask him the follow-up. Or follow. insist. Well, and, and let, just one more, one more question, all right? Are you interested in this property? And, uh, and you, want to, you want to assume, okay? So Jessica, I'm assuming you're interested on one of those properties because you're asking me for more information, right? Right. Perfect. So in order to give you all the necessary information so you can make a decision of whether you want it or just disregard it, I suggest we do a Zoom call. He says no, let him go. Okay. okay. When I say let him go, I'm not saying don't contact that person anymore. No, just keep him remembered. And that's why email is so important, right? The email gives you the constant presence with this person. Also, I would add them uh, to a broadcast list on your WhatsApp. Is that a person? Is that person uh, locally here in the United States or international? International. And internationals, you know, use WhatsApp all the time, and it doesn't cost you a penny. So you should have a WhatsApp broadcast list for international clients, and you send them the email, and you also send them the WhatsApp message. Very important. Okay. And what's up with, with information of certain projects? Certain projects and also the email of the week. The, the email of the, the same the content email. that you uh, send with the, with the e uh, weekly emails. That's right. Okay. okay. Perfect. Okay. Hit me. Go ahead. My pleasure. My pleasure. Hi, how are you? Good. And you? Good. I'm happy. Thank you. Um, yes, I have a question. Um, I'm currently working right now. Um, my employer, I, have a, I know a lot of people, many suppliers, the client, we have a client, and also have my managers above and district managers. How can I approach them? I'm at a project 250 right now. Mm -hmm. How can as employer, mm -hmm. now I'm gonna have to show them that I'm, I'm an agent. How can I contact them? How can I let them know that I'm now I'm wanna talk to them about my new company or my new business? Uh, well, that, that is a very fine line. Because if you're employed, uh, I, I I wouldn't start there. I, I will get there way later in your because you're putting in jeopardy your your current uh, your your current job. So I wouldn't do it. Okay, thank you. I that's what I thought, but I wasn't I wasn't. Yeah, sure. don't, don't do it yet. Yeah, once you start getting tracked in real estate, you have more experience. Uh, okay. You have a question, then you can afford to say, listen, if it doesn't work, you can leave your your current job. But I wouldn't do it right now. Okay. Perfect. Got, uh, 
Uh, Parmelia, go ahead. Hello. Good morning. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Uh, well, I have a great project in, in Santo Domingo, Dominican Republic. The best design for me is this one, but it's near a very bad neighborhood. It, it's just a, a, next to a very bad neighborhood. That, that's, the, that's a real objection, and everybody uh, notices. So I want you to give me some um, advice about this. Well, very simple. To me, there are not good or bad projects. To me, there is high and low prices. Let me ask you a question. Uh, what is the entry point in terms of price for that project, in terms of dollars? Um, 300,000 so, dollars, sorry. Mm -hmm. And the problem is that he... No, no, he, no, no. The only, pro, no, the only problem is price. What about if I price those units for $10,000? You think they will sell? 10,000, yes. Of course. <laughs> so, so the problem is not the location. The problem is the price. Okay. Right. So you need to talk to your developer. I think somebody's. I'm gonna mute everybody. Uh, right here. Let's see. Sorry, guys. Let's see. Mute everybody. Okay. So the problem is not the location. The problem is the price. I, I told you. I, if we price it for five hundred dollars, you think that's gonna sell, or people are gonna tell you, "Well, I don't want to buy it because of the location." No, they will buy it. Right. What what could you do, could you do if the if the price is not uh, he cannot lower the prices because he has invested too much in the building? It's a yeah, that, high. Yeah, yeah. That, that, you know that's that's a problem. That's just a problem. And we have sellers in the United States, right? Sometimes they can't sell their property because it's worth less than what they owe to the bank. So that that is not an objection, right? That is just a situation they have. It's that simple. All right. So my suggestion to you would be to move on. That's it. Right? I can sell a dollar for the price of two. Got it? The, so very important because this is very common in real estate, especially with your sellers. And we're transitioning nationwide to a seller's market, to a, to a buyer's market, right? Sellers sometimes give you the objection that they can sell for less than X amount because it costs them X amount of money. The market doesn't care how much you pay for the property. Got it? You might have paid $10 million, but if the market is willing to pay $100,000, then it's just a matter of question is, are you willing to take a loss? Or you can you hold on to that property? So with your developer, with the person, the project that you have, it's just a problem with price. A price. Whether that, that developer invested a lot of money or not, that's irrelevant. And as you can see, the market doesn't care. They are telling you, listen, I'm not going to pay this much because it's close to a bad neighborhood, as you said. But now if you lower it to $500, and of course, that's an exaggeration, right? Now you'll start properties moving. It's always a it's always a problem of price. Pricing is a, a, re a reflection of the value of the property. So it is over value in this case because of the location. If you put that same property, right, in Casa de Campo, right, then it wouldn't be three hundred thousand dollars. So the problem is the price because of us. It's a reflection of the location in this case. 
Sometimes it's a reflection of the condition of the property. It's in a great neighborhood, but it's not in good conditions. So the price needs to reflect the value to the market, not the price the developer, that the developer in this case pay for it. It's irrelevant. Listen, Bromelia, I'll tell you, I bought the car for $100,000. And somebody hit the car and it's completely destroyed. Now it's worth $10,000, but it cost me $100,000. And I want to sell it. Because it cost me $100,000. But the market knows that it's completely destroyed. You can see it. Are they going to pay me $100,000? No. But hey, but I pay $100,000. The market says, I don't care how much you pay for it. The car is destroyed. In your case, I don't care how much you pay for that property. That property is affected by the neighborhood. I don't care. And we have that with many sellers, right? But I invested $50,000 in the kitchen. I put $20,000 in this closet. All right, good for you, man. Enjoy. Good that you, you got to enjoy it. Good, it looks better. But the market obviously is not willing to pay for it. Raquel, go ahead. Thank you. I have a question. It is when you are in an assistant, what is the exercise that you mentioned long ago that I don't remember about what to what to determine? Like what are the questions that I should be asking? And if I should have the same person for social media and email marketing. So yeah, so first and foremost, very good question in terms of hiring your first assistant, right? Yeah. We need to make a list before we go and look for somebody of every single activity that we do during the week. Every single activity from the time we wake up to the time we go to sleep. Starting today on Monday, in your, in your case, Rachel, right? Today until Sunday. Okay. There's the list, column number one. Column number two, we're going to sort Column number one, in terms of priority in column number two, right? So now it's organized in terms of priorities. Now I know from all those 50 activities that I do during the week, the priority, the most important ones. In column number three, I'm only going to take the activities that I'm going to delegate, they're already sorted by priority. Okay. So in column number three, I need a social media manager, I need an email marketing person, I need a person to answer the phones, all the things, right? Now, in column number three, you already have, Rachel, a job description. Okay. Got it? Now you have the job description. Now you know the type of person you need to look for. In your case, for what you're here, maybe it's marketing, maybe social media. For some other people, it's more of an administrative position. It doesn't matter. It depends on your activities, right? It depends on who you are. Get it? Yeah. And then when you speak to that person, now you have a very clear map, a very clear list 
of what that person needs to do. Got it? These are the things you need to do. And they should be done in this order. Got it? That's simple. Okay. That's the way Thank we work you. it out. All right. Okay. So Thank let's you. see. Let's see. Any other question? Any other question right here? Rosario says, I did my project 250. How do I determine my market? So Rosario, I would ask you to go back to module number one and see it again. I explain in very detailed way how to identify your project 250, all right? So modules number one and modules number three are specifically designed to identify your most probable market. I'm gonna give you an idea for all of you. How do I identify my most probable market? Very simple. I start from the area where I live and then I, I expand a mile radio and I need to identify 40 to 50 properties sold within the last six months. Got it? For example, you see Jose right here, Jose Villar, in his background, he says, welcome to Westchester. Got it? Very specific. So he did that exercise already. So he lives in Westchester, right? And he did a mile radio from where he lives. And he identified 40 to 50 properties sold within the last six months. Now, if in that one mile radio, you don't have 40 to 50 properties sold, then you spend a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more until you get to those 40 to 50 properties sold. Got it? That's how you identify it. You don't want to go to another neighborhood for three very, sim very simple reasons. Number one, you are not that familiar with another neighborhood as you are with yours. Number two, you will be, it will be very difficult for you to become very familiar with that, or, or with that other neighborhood compared to the one that you live in. Because you wake up in your neighborhood, you usually have lunch, dinner, you play sports around your neighborhood. So by default, you're learning every single day about what's happening in your surroundings. If you have to go to another neighborhood, it will be way more difficult, more challenging to learn about that neighborhood. Make sense? And number three, it's much easier to talk to another person that has something in common with you, especially you guys being neighbors than with somebody that is not. And usually agents make the mistake of working in or trying to target neighborhoods that are of a much higher price. And it's very difficult for a seller to give a listing to an agent that doesn't live in the neighborhood compared to an agent that lives in the neighborhood, especially if that agent lives in a neighborhood that is way below their community. Got it? Those three reasons are key. Very, very, very important. Uh, Margarita, I think you had, a, you had a question. Go ahead. Hello, Orlando. How are you? Good morning. How are you? Doing fine. Um, quick question. Uh, regarding the system that you use for your audio books, 
Do you pay a subscription? What type of system do you recommend? Sure. And also, what are you using to take notes of those books that you read? Very good. Very simple. Excellent question. So it's audible. I'm going to write it down here. I think all of you know it. The uh, the uh, application, it's called Audible. It, you can find it in your phone, regardless of the type of phone you have. .com, Audible.com, it belongs to Amazon. Pretty much every single book uh, that has been written lately and has become a good, good seller, not a best seller, it's on audio, right? Uh, and number two, I don't use any application uh, to write the notes. I dictate the notes. So basically... Whenever I hear something good on, on the audio, see every, let me show you this. Let me show you this guy. Uh, I go right here and look, I put books, right? So look at all this, look at all these books, right? So I'm going to, I'm going to take out the, the blur. I don't even have a background because of the new computer. All right, here we go. So I'm going to show you right here. Look, books, right? Books books and you see the titles you see the titles books yes books all the titles so what what i do is i write the title and the note app in my phone all of you have a note app in your phone so whenever i hear something that is important to me right instead of writing it down i dictate it to the phone and now i already have the note written it's way faster than writing it down i might be running i might be driving so I don't, I, when I, if I'm running, if I'm driving, if I'm doing exercise, I can, I can write it down. If I'm shaving, I can write it down because my hands are what are wet, right? So it's much easier for me just to dictate it. So whatever you're going to write, put in your note and create a file with every book. So for example, indestructible, book indestructible. Look at all the notes, look at all the notes, look at all the notes, look at all those notes, got it? So whatever I like from it, I just dictate it. And again, it's way, way, way faster. Make sense? All right, Marina? Thank you. My pleasure. Perfect. Okay, Thank perfect. You. So, Maria Leon, Maria, go ahead. Good morning. Good morning. Okay, so I have a question. I have a lead. Mm -hmm. um, there are a couple. They came from a friend. Mm -hmm. And the wife was visiting Tampa. Mm -hmm. And they wanted to meet me, so I met with them. They live in Colombia. Mm -hmm. I mean, I met with her. Okay. And while we were talking, um, you know, I told her that I was going to Barranquilla this coming week. Mm -hmm. And to my surprise, she said, well, we probably can meet you there. Mm -hmm. And they live in another, in another city. Mm -hmm. Yesterday, she contacted me. And again, she was um, trying to ask me where I was going to be at. Mm -hmm. So I haven't met her husband, mm -hmm. which is, I think, the decision maker. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I don't know what to do. Okay. So when you say you don't know what to do, what, what do you mean? Well, because I know you say all the time how we shouldn't give all the information, but mean that we're going to be meeting and, you know, I don't and know. If... And I am assuming you're going to meet with both Correct. in Colombia? Yes. Perfect. You're going to so come to Barranquilla. Okay, perfect. So when you meet with them, you ask them the five questions, right? What do you want? Where do you want it? Why do you want it? When do you want it? And how much? It's a very simple pre-qualifying question. My suggestion to you before you meet with them in person that you have a conversation with both of them over the phone. So before I meet you guys and I prepare for the meeting we're going to have, I would like to ask you five very simple questions 
So I do not waste your time. Okay. And then you go prepare with two or three projects or two or three properties. Got it? Okay. And again, let them know this conversation will, won't take more than seven, eight minutes. But I just want to make sure that when we meet in person, we make the most out of it. Because never in a million years, I thought that they were going to meet me there. I, I never That's thought great. that she was going to say that. But um, I'm also coming with a lawyer with me. And okay. I know, and I mentioned that in the conversation with her at that time. But yeah, just I wouldn't to... do it yet. Yeah, I would bring the lawyer in the second conversation. I wouldn't do it the first time. Okay. Because the, the, the conversation can deviate from the main purpose, which is to discover the property they want to find. And, and then I, it can become an excuse until I resolve my legal issue, not legal issues, my, my, my uh, you know, questions about law or my, uh, uh, if I should buy under uh, natural or, or, you know, if I, if, if I should under a corporation, or, it, it just becomes, becomes too complicated. Just find out exactly what they want and then make sure, remember, the objective of every single presentation is what? Just so they come to the next one. To a very good, exactly. So after the first one and you identify they are qualified clients, right? Then so you can strengthen the relationship with that person. Great. Now we're gonna we can have a meeting specifically designed to design to answer your legal questions. Tomorrow, this afternoon, tomorrow afternoon, I'll speak to my lawyer and we'll definitely meet. So if, um, so just recapping, I just tell him to have a meeting over the phone and then when I'm there, just meeting by myself. And if mm -hmm. they wanted to do that third meeting while I'm still there, would I do that or would I just? Yeah, no, you do it with the lawyer. You okay. do it with the lawyer. Yeah, perfect. Okay, thank you mm -hmm. so much. Excellent, my pleasure. Rachel, Rachel had a question. Uh, I'm no, hold on one second. I think Rachel already spoke. So, Naracha, go ahead. Good morning. Hi, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Hi, good morning. Good morning. Um, uh, I am, I feel stuck. Okay. Uh, why? Because um, I've been a realtor for more than 20 years, mm -hmm. but I used to live in other country. Okay. I'm really beginning from zero. It's been a little bit difficult because I have like like my mindset with mm -hmm. other things from other countries, which are completely different. Mm -hmm. The thing is that I'm trying to choose my market. And uh, for me, it was obvious, as I did where I used to live, to uh, work with the neighborhood where I lived. Mm -hmm. I felt very confident. Mm -hmm. But here, it's different because where I live, which is in Doral, for example, mm -hmm. Is not the market. Oh, the thing is that I don't know very much people here. So I have a huge database, but from Panama, which is where I'm from. Mm -hmm. And I really uh, don't know how to choose my, my specialty or where I'm going to specialize since um, I don't know if I'm going to be. So I'll give you the answer because it's very common. Okay. Mo most of us. Uh, for those of you who went to the retreat last week, uh, there was a, an amazing exercise, remember? And yes. the exercise was raise your hands if your grandfathers, uh, grandparents uh, are from the United States. Nobody raised their hand. Now, raise your hand if your parents were born in the United States. Nobody raised their hand. Now, raise your hand if you, if you were born in the United States. Maybe two or three people raised their hand. So your, your situation 
It's not that it's unique. It's extremely common. None of us are from here. Got it? Uh, so again, exercise module number one, module number three, where I explain exactly how to choose in Dural your one mile radio that I just explained, right? The, the, sorry, but the problem is that I know they don't want, they won't like Dural. They are... The, 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 no, the, time out, time out. No, you're asking me about the market you need to choose, right? So with sellers, I'm talking, we're talking about oh, sellers. sellers. I'm right, talking that, that's about buyers, sorry. Okay, okay, perfect. So with buyers, you need to pick the type of buyers you want to work with, all right? And it's much easier to work with an international buyer than with our local buyer because local buyers have way more agents that they know. It's that simple. And the lead for international buyers is much cheaper and the price point for international buyers is much cheaper. That is if you speak Spanish, which of course you do, right? For some agents who are completely local, they have no option. But in your case, it's much easier. Got it? So in your case, you need to create a campaign and pick the countries you want to work with, right? That are interested in buying here in South, in, in South Florida, right? So you gotta you gotta work two markets, the local market in your case, Doral, and the international market, and you pick a couple of countries, all right? And we discuss that every single week in the Tuesday meetings. Yes, because right. I'm sure that they will want to invest absolutely they recall that type of investment. Uh, not absolutely, yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent. I agree. Yeah. Okay. So uh Silmara, go ahead. Thank you. Can you hear me, Orlando? Yes, I can. Okay, I have a question. I work with investor the most. That's my niche. And mm -hmm. now with those prices, with the market change, it's hard to find them because the uh, profits for them because they owe about the price, right. they, about the numbers. How mm -hmm. I keep those the niche and find them interest to continue buying South Florida with those prices? What it's not suggest? easy right now. It's not easy as an investor. It's not easy to uh, if you're looking for the return. The return is just not there right now, and that's so, just fine. So you think uh, maybe uh, pre-construction will do it? Oh no, pre-con pre again. Uh, pre-construction is not basically the the, the main. The primary reason for buying pre-construction is not an investment. The primary reason for buying pre-construction is the people want to live in that property in the future, or they want to rent it, rent it, and have a decent return. But if you are speaking to net investors looking for properties that have high return right now it's not you know the market is at least in south florida the it's market horrible. Is there. yeah it's not there so right? i had so to there, change my niche exactly <laughs> there, there, are, there are other areas uh or either you change the type of clients or you don't have to but there are other areas like columbus ohio philadelphia baltimore that have higher return but you need to become an, uh, uh, an expert on those areas Okay. All right. And again, you don't have to work only South Florida. If you're in South Florida, you can also work other markets. Maybe Orlando or Tampa. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. And I don't, I don't think Orlando and Tampa are giving high returns yet. The other okay. uh, markets that I gave you definitely are giving higher return. Jose Villar, go ahead. Thank you. My pleasure. Uh, still muted. Uh, good morning, Orlando. How are you? Good, 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 good. A little bit tired, but good. Good, good. Had a question. Um, do you have, well, I guess, what's the most efficient way for you to get back to North when a prospect starts derailing your conversation? So when you ha you're having those conversations and you're trying to pre-qualify, you know, what is it that you, you want? Or 
hey, I, um, I always start off with the open-ended question, you know, how can I help you? What is it that you're looking for? Okay. Uh, and then they'll start, they'll start talking, but how do I get them into North quicker so I don't waste as much time? Perfect. So let's role play. Hey, uh, Jose, how you doing? Orlando Montiel, I noticed that A and B, all right? And uh, tell me, okay, what is it exactly that you're looking for? What type of property are you looking for? I said, oh, no, I'm just looking at, I just saw the market report and I, well, I, I saw it and the picture was interesting. It's Perfect. So the picture was interesting. What else? Are, are, are you looking right now to buy a property or to sell a property? Okay. Um, no, no. I, I mean, maybe. I, I guess I was just more curious than anything. Okay. Well, when you say maybe, right, what would it take for you to sell, sell your property? Are you talking to a buyer or a seller? Seller, right? Usually sellers, yeah. Okay, so when you say maybe, what would it take for you to sell your property? Oh, well, I guess uh, the right price and try to find somewhere where I can move in. Okay, so so you're interested then on, on selling your property. You're thinking at least about selling your property, correct? Oh, yeah, I, I'm considering it uh, okay. for the right price. Okay, and what would be the right price? Let's say uh, $800,000. For... $800,000. All right, perfect. Uh, so tell me a little bit about your property. How many rooms, how many bathrooms? And then we go through that. You haven't deviated me from what I want yet. Okay. Yeah, you you, you stay more focused than I do then. Yeah, yeah. right. But but again, it's, it's just a practice. Uh, but the only way to do that is with practice. Yeah. Got it? Again, what what uh, for those of you who um, were in a retreat uh, last week, right? Uh, the production comes to transformation. And you have transformed yourself, by the way, Jose. You've done an amazing job for the past two years. You've been in coaching. So congratulations to you, right? Uh, and that transformation comes through what? Through practice. Yeah. Developing the habit of, of, of talking to people every single day. Got it? But my main focus is, okay, if you want to sell, I want to find out why. Why do you want to sell? Um, but you started with the right price. And I, I didn't get to the why, which is way more powerful than the price. Maybe your why is the price. Listen, if they pay me $800,000 for the property that I bought for $300,000 a year ago, I'll sell it. And that might be your why. But I didn't get to your why. So whenever, if you want to do another role play, I'll be more than glad to do it with you. All right. I just want to help you with whatever you feel that your your clients are deviating you from. Yeah. No, I, I, it's either that or they, they talk a lot. So like in the in the beginning, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll ask them, you know, how can I help you? You know, what questions do you have? And, and then... I, it's always open-ended and then that either will talk forever or they'll kind of go towards a different point and then i'm trying to bring them back and i i notice my phone calls aren't eight minutes they're sometimes 10 minutes they're sometimes but i, I think and again, if you're if you're going up to 10 minutes that's not a problem some people will be sick some people will you know try to keep it under 10 now i'll give you a very very good technique that i learned especially as a public speaker sometimes when i put some you know people in stage and they don't notice the time, right? And they go forever, man, talking, yeah. all right? So a good technique is everybody has to breathe, right? So whenever take, they take, it's, it's a, you got to be, you got to pay very, very close attention. Whenever they go, then you introduce a new question and it breaks their partner, a pattern and immediately, and they, they don't even notice it. They don't even notice it. And sometimes, you know, uh, but it, it's, it's, the, it's the opportunity you have. They need to breathe. That's and really good. They, and once they breathe, man, once they take that breath, you go, okay, but tell me exactly what, what would be the number one thing that would make you sell your property? That's really good, Orlando. Right? I'm writing that down. And by the way, that's something all of you can practice because you have clients that will go for literally 
you have family members that will go forever, right? And look at some of you laughing. Family, oh my God, when is, when is she or he going to stop talking? Man, they can stop talking. It's like a disease, right? It's just talking and talking and talking and talking and talking and talking. We all have a few family members, friends that can stop talking, right? Oh, that technique, it's very powerful, very easy to do. Yes, Hannah, uh, I did. I oh, will all right, be. so uh, Kathy, go ahead. Kathy Carpio. Hello, good morning. Good morning. Hey, I have a question, Orlando, because I've been working with this client since, I believe, last uh, September. Okay. But right after the weekend, uh, just right before the retreat, um, he called me and he was here in Orlando. So we went by a couple of projects, uh, pre-construction ones, mm -hmm. and then he really liked it, but he asked me to show him some uh, recent properties. And then he asked me to help him to make the ROI, uh, ROI for those properties. Okay. So what I did, what I was uh, in the retreat, because I told him it's okay that you're gonna be here, but I'm not, uh, the retreat is not something that I would like to lose. Mm -hmm. And then he said, no, that's fine. You can go, just send me that information because we're leaving the next Monday, which is today. Okay. So I have the information and sent him a picture and I told him, uh, give me a date and a time just right before because I would like to discuss those numbers with you. I want you to understand where uh, are they coming from. So he said, yes, that's fine, perfect. But since uh, on Friday that I just came here to back to Orlando, he's not responding. My question okay. is, he's going back today to Colombia, mm -hmm. which in your position, which will be the next step? Just okay. sending an email, uh, yes. giving a call, or what exactly just to try to close this client? Sure. So I'll give you the following script. I'm looking for it. Uh, mm -hmm. Is that a client that speaks in, in Spanish or in English? Spanish. So uh, send, me a, uh, send me a WhatsApp uh, Kathy, a uh, message uh, asking me for the script, please. Uh, and I'll share it with you. Uh, let me see if I can find it now. And Thank you very much, Daniel. So it would be, and I'm sorry for those of you guys who only speak uh, speak English, but renunciaste a la idea de A, B, and C. Okay. Right? Gotcha. Got it. Okay. Right. Thank and you. That, that Thank is you. a very, very powerful message. Thank you, Daniel. I didn't know you were here. All right, good. <laughs> Excellent. All right. So we're going to go back to uh, Head Me. Go ahead, Head Me. Okay. Me, uh, I think I got disconnected. My phone got disconnected. Don't so, worry. Go ahead. Yeah. Just to clarify what we're talking about. So you recommend me to not proceed with that to contact my client or co workers or I have our managers, supervisors, district manager, right. just now. No, no, no. But what can I do? Should, how can I? So should I get that information from the data that I have here? Or forget about I... forget about your company right now. That's not the targets you wanna you you want actually you want to avoid that that audience. Oh. So uh, assume you never you never met anybody in your company that like you don't know anybody. All right. Wow. Most yeah. of the people that I know is from from here. Right. How long have you been working there? Seven years. Seven years, yeah, all right. But I'm oh. different positions and different company, but the same mm -hmm. one. I'm, I was uh, working for a staffing agency, and okay. then the company I was working for, 
they hire me and now have contact with the suppliers, okay. managers, and the staffing. So I know a lot of people from here. One more time. Assume you don't you don't know you don't know them yet. All right. You don't you don't want to risk your job. Of course. Right. But should I get information after I whatever decide? At the end, but not not right now. I want you to focus on your project 250 and your area, your specific area. Okay. okay. Right. Perfect. Nathan, go ahead. No, no, no. I'm sorry, Nathan. Let me let me. Uh, uh, Andrea, go ahead, Andrea. Hi, Orlando. How are you? First of good, all, good. thank you. Congratulations for the seminar. I'm so so thank in love with you guys. You are amazing. Thank you. Thank you very much. I really appreciate the comment. And I'm I'm excited to be part of it. Actually, and I I have I I have a question. I want you please to let me know what are the three books that I can start reading when I'm doing the 250 list mm -hmm. because sometimes when I feel myself is like I'm sabot sabotating myself sometimes mm -hmm. feeling that you know this doesn't work with this client this prospect um, so probably I'm not doing something like accurate with him especially when they want me to find properties right now in Miami then it's mm -hmm. tough and I you know, I feel like not so motivated. So what kind of books I can read in audiobooks or whatever to, you know, be more like um, what I will say, more uh, so you more 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 confident. More more yeah. more proactive or more confident? Correct. More more proactive. Proactive, proactive, yes. Excellent. So a more a motivating motivating book in this case. Could be. Yes. Okay, perfect. So I'm going to recommend you this, all right? And if it doesn't work for you, remember, you don't have to read the whole book. Uh, I just read one a month ago. It's called Can't Hurt Me. Okay? Okay. Okay, Can't Hurt Me by David Gaggins. And I think that's the name, but you, you can find it. And it's in, uh, it's in Audible. He's the one uh, reading the book with his business partner. And then after each chapter, they go through the through his, his experience, right? He's a one of the most condecorated Navy SEALs. And again, I'm just recommending this because I just read it a couple of weeks ago. And there are many books that are as good as this one. But this one is very fresh in my mind and I highly recommend it. When some of us feel that we're stuck, well, until you hear this guy's story, right? Well, until you hear the level of that the standard Navy SEALs have for themselves, right? Hopefully this one her, uh, works. And again, if it doesn't connect with you, some books connect with us, some others don't, uh, let me know and I'll recommend you another one, all right? Reading books, uh, I've learned through the years uh, that it's not just somebody recommended me a book and I have to read the whole thing. And I have to go very slow. No, listen, I'm just looking for the message that is going to resonate with me. So the reason I read three, four books per week is because I go very fast through it at 1.8 velocity, speed, right? I don't listen to it at a regular speed. I sit down, I pay very close attention. Then when I'm running, when I'm shaving, when I'm driving, and I go through a book usually in a day and a half, usually what? less than two days. Uh, but again, there are things that I miss for the book, uh, from the book. And if it is a very good book, I'll read that book six, seven times. So many times I read the same book over and over and over again. In your case right now, as yeah. a motivation, uh, you know what? I can also 
also recommend this, and I, I will ask you to do the research. Go okay. to YouTube, all right? And uh, research in YouTube. When you put any book, any any popular book, you go to YouTube and you'll see summaries. You'll sometimes see the author being interviewed, all right? Okay. Uh, you'll see many commentaries, uh, opinions about different books. And yep. then I'm going to give you another one. And then I want you to do the research before you buy one of those books. And you start reading whatever book resonates more with you. I'm going to recommend you another one. The compound effect. The compound effect. All right. Okay. And I'm going to tell you. By Darren, the compound effect. I'm going to put it here. Anna said, you know, Anna said, amazing book. All right. I need to say this book was the one showing me that everything it is, is possible. And if, if you put your mind and body, you know, they will work together. Thank you, Anna. Thank you very much for the comment. I didn't know you were here today in the sessions. I'm very glad you're here. So again, Anna read that book, Can't Hurt Me. All right. And it worked for her. Uh, it was, it, uh, uh, Rachel said, I love that book too. All right. Yeah. Uh, so good. Very, very good. Rolando says, Sue, thanks. Uh, uh, that's an amazing book. So as you can see, uh, a lot of people liked it, right? Uh, so I'm going to recommend just another one. Do the uh, do the, uh, the, uh, the the research and then pick one. But as you can see, I'm glad uh, some of you are putting the uh, your testimonials because it's, it's giving me feedback. So when somebody asks me to recommend a book, then I have an idea whether it resonated with you or not, right? So the compound, uh, let's see, the compound effect. Perfect. Thank you so much, Orlando. My pleasure. All right. Mm. Let's see. Edna says, you know, company effects is an excellent book, right? <laughs> Anna says, thank you, Anna. Uh, Orlando and Daniel are my, my Netflix. All right. My Netflix. Very good. And that, that's the idea, right? That we invest a lot of, you know, all you have to do is just log in into the platform and start watching the videos. And uh, I think we have over a thousand videos now. And you know, you don't have to go that far. If you watch the weekly sessions that we have, that'll be more than enough to give you enough inspiration, inspiration, motivation, but more important, uh, transformational, transformational planning, you know, uh, methodology, proven methodology, uh, that what we're doing works very, very, very well. Orlando, so, can I share, sorry, not to interrupt, but can I share a hack that, that helped me? Please. So if, if you go to the Montiel organization, and you look at the uh, on your phone and you go on it you can go on safari and create a bookmark uh -huh. it becomes an app okay and that's oh, what i do so it's it, it, it automatically it's it's one of my apps it's, it's the second one there mm -hmm. i click it and, and it takes me straight to the login and i log in with my face very good that's simple guys that's simple all right so definitely we have the uh uh the capability right now with all the technology uh not to have an excuse, right? So we can be running, exercising, we can be driving, we can be, women can be, you know, doing makeup, men can be shaving, and we are, we're engaged, all right? So we're gonna go with Jennifer, then with T-Dot, and then with Gilmari. Go ahead, Jennifer. Hi, good morning, everybody. Good morning. Orlando, have a, ha, have a question. I have a client right now mm -hmm. that he told me he buy a house at $2 million in cash. 
what is the best form to ask him show me the proof of fund you don't you don't want to ask him the proof of funds you just you just want to go for uh, for the property and the proof of funds will be when you actually go up did you guys want to see the property already yes i i found the property but, but the property need to show the phone okay good okay they... i get it all right so very simple so explain it to the client's advantage okay uh, because sometimes it can be they can feel insulted like you know i don't have the money so very simple the seller most likely have multiple offers and we want to have the strongest one you mr buyer have a very strong offer when it's a cash offer and all we have to do is show the funds the proof you know all we have to do is uh, uh, show the proof of funds that's all all right so it would be very very advantageous to to you to have a letter from your bank it doesn't have to say the exact amount but exceeds or in excess or of x amount of money that will help you get that property over your competition that's all but always when you need to ask somebody for something you always need to address it from their point of view for the advantage to them. I don't want to tell them, you want to show me the money that you have because they're asking for it. No, no. Okay. What it's the advantage to you. It's not what we ask. It's the way we structure the question that creates the positive or negative impact, right? Mr. Buyer, in order to have a very strong offer and you have all that is required to have a strong offer, all we need to do is show is have a proof of funds letter from the bank. Can you get me that so we can have the stronger offer and get that property under contract for you? It's all about them. It's not about their requirement. It's not about the sellers being picky or no, it's all about them. Got it? Good point. All right, Tira, go, be, go be, ahead. Be, one, one moment, because sure. all the property uh, needs the proof. No, show me the home or the house before they show the, the proof of fund. Okay, but again, yeah, we're going back to in order to make an offer, in order to, or in, in this case, to look at the property and to make a stronger offer, we, we, we want to have that ready. Okay. Perfect. Thank you. Perfect. All right. Excellent. Go ahead, Tira. Hey, yes, sir. Thank you. Good morning, folks. Good morning. Um, the question is that I have signed up to the Orlando organization uh, platform or website, but since then I have issued to sign in back into it. So I'd like to know what should I do to get access to it. So to, you know, watch the videos that in there. Sure. Go, go to info at, I'm going to put it right here. If you have any technical issues, I'm going to put it here, info, info. I think somebody did it already. Let's see, no, info at montielorganization.com. And uh, they will guide you through it and give you uh, new access to it, okay? Thank you, sir. Perfect, my pleasure. All right, so Gilmari, uh, go ahead, good morning. Um, good morning. I just wanted to share maybe like a tip um, for Helmi, um, that's her name, right? Uh -huh. Okay, so she was asking because she was telling me that she wants to be able to expose herself to her friends at her job. 
Mm -hmm. um, one of the things that, like, you know, just like a tip, if, if she has a LinkedIn account, mm -hmm. optimize the profile so people know that she's in real estate now, that she's actually doing that. Those are professionals and probably she might be able to actually connect with other professionals within her organization. Um, something else is creating the Facebook um, business page. Because when you do that, it tells your friends that you have a new business page, you might be able to connect. And that way is, is like um, an easy way to do it and not pushing anything like you are a realtor or anything like that. It's gonna be something simple. It's gonna be something that is not gonna, you know, you're not really, um, do any harm to your organization by saying that you're doing something else. But people will be aware of what you're doing, you know, and um, I just wanted to share that. And, Thank you very much. Um, Go ahead. Mm -hmm. With uh, the lady who was asking about, because um, we have a process here in the United States when, we come, when it comes to selling, right? So most of the times, so I'm in Connecticut. So over here, we have to kind of let people who, who come to ask us for um, properties to let them know and educate them about the process, right? So one of the things that I do is to tell them some of the regulations here. You mentioned that we have to, you know, share the benefit for them, why they should provide um, a pre-approval letter or the proof of funds. In this case, uh, I think by educating the person, because they're coming maybe from another country, that could be is to let them know about the process, about um, if they were selling, how they would like to be, you know, sure that the person who's looking to buy. Yeah, that, and that's part of what we teach them through the process. I just yeah. want to be very, very point on that. So my my uh, my suggestion, you know, it's just go through the modules, and that's exactly what we teach in the modules, Jalmeri. So go ahead, Nathan. Hi, sorry. Um, I don't know if it's linked to this topic, but I wanted to use your advice about banking. Mm -hmm. um how so banking banking um, uh -huh. so you mentioned in the convention that we need to pay ourselves 30 percent how would you manage account because at today's date i have one business checking account Perfect. and i just that's it so should yeah. we how do we decompose our expenses and the investment that we would do for our business very good so i i suggest all of you guys to uh, put yourself in a salary right it's very important right so I didn't suggest 30%. I suggest at least to start with 30%. Because most of you, I understand that can put yourself in a salary that will cover all your budget at the beginning. Ideally, the business will grow eventually large enough to cover all your personal expenses. So you should have a business account, right? the one that you have right now, and you should have a personal account. And that business account should write a check every two weeks or at least once a month paying you a salary. Now, I want you to discuss that with your accountant, all right, and how you're going to set it up. By the way, 100% of the accountants you work with will suggest you put yourself in a salary. All of them. Got it? Yes. Now, my 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 point, and, and thank you, uh, uh, Fabrice, for, for stating that. My, my exactly, uh, Orlando, just one thing, because right. I had my accountant last last year that, you know, uh, we did, I did uh, almost 400,000 commission. Mm -hmm. So I asked with my accountant and it's with Jeremy to put a salary. So I put 5,000, I paid uh, every month the, 
the, like a paycheck, you know, and uh, I have a salary every single month, but it's completely different from the marketing that you can do for your company because this is the money for the, your company that you stay on the bank account of the company that you can use. I did the method that you give me, uh, Orlando, that you save me for the marketing. I put 5% of my commission, every single commission that I have in another account for the marketing, but the salary is very important. I pay 5,000 and you pay your charge every single month and that's it. Like you have a double taxation, right. like a link in your company and that's it, it's mm -hmm. easy. Very important, all right? So again, I suggest all of you, all of you speak to your accountant and ask him, you know, what would be the ideal and what would be the minimum salary you should pay yourself? Again, I'm not talking from the accounting, Nathan, accounting point of view. I'm talking about the financial habit point of view. Got it? So, so you suggest to have another account for marketing? Yes, I know. Yes, you need to have another account for marketing. Yeah, everything can just be there is a business account, right? And that business account, right, needs to have other business accounts or other accounts for different purposes. You have one savings account as, as a personal, right? You have an investment account, you have a savings account, you have a checking account, right? You have a money right. market account, right? So we are as, as people, as a as a person, we have different accounts. Businesses sh should have different accounts. So you have the account where all the money comes in. Right. And then you have from the money, then you distribute to your marketing budget and different account. So you don't commingle it. So you know exactly how much you have in that account. You have a marketing account, right? Uh, you, you have a reserve account for opportunities, for other expenses, extra expenses, right? And from there, then you transfer to your personal account, which is where you receive your salary. And again, I'm not an accountant. I'm asking you to speak to your accountant. To me, the most important thing, and what I mentioned during the retreat, is to create the financial habit of every single month, ideally every two weeks, to pay yourself a salary. Because if not, it doesn't really matter how much money you make. There's always those up and downs you see with real estate agents because they have not managed their finances well. To me, it's more of creating the habit to transform yourself into a person that manages their finances, that learns to pay attention to it. Got it? All right. Raisa, go ahead. Raisa, raise her hand. Her hand. Yeah, go ahead. Right here. Right here. Good morning. Okay. Morning. Okay. Mine gonna go like um, towards the equation, close like the Jose in mixing the coffee. But mine is with the buyer. Mm -hmm. And then it was one of my whatever. So he is was too wide i was trying to find my fight equation to see where he wants so i said okay he want to invest uh but mm -hmm. i don't know would you like to get orlando you would like to get miami no i know i want to buy something okay but you want a short term or you want to long term no i know i want to invest i said okay the, whatever we're gonna do is first qualify you no but i got some money coming in okay but how much you want i want between 350 and 70 i mean Every time I'm trying to go to my five qualified question, he keep making it uh, too wide, too wide. And then I say, okay, let's do something. Let's get you with my KB, with um, K Capital, you know? Yep. So he didn't want to get qualified first. And then he just want to talk about different properties between Orlando and Miami, between the right range. So we Very good. 
we this put is what a, I do, Raisa, when I, when I when I want to make sure that I refocus the conversation and I want to go into the very concrete, I give him one option, one option. So if you only had an opportunity to buy one property, and right now, right now in the exploration phase, right? You're analyzing between two markets. Which one would you consider first? Then we can go into the other one. Would it be Orlando or would it be Miami? Let, let's pick one first. I'm not saying that we, if you pick Miami, then we can go into Orlando. But then and I narrow that. Well, between 350 and 700, I want to go for the highest one, right? Okay, so if I find your property for, because it's not the same, right? $700,000, will you be able, if I find you the property where you want it, for the reason you want it, all right? With all the benefits, characteristics you're talking about, for $700,000, will you be able to afford to buy that property? Yes, I will. Perfect. Let's do the numbers. And the person says, yes, I can afford that. Okay, let's you qualify. Let's uh, have you qualify with a mortgage broker. And if it's good, perfect. If the person gives me a range, I'm always going to go for the highest in the range. Always. And then I'm going to focus on that highest rate, qualify the person for the highest range. And then work that person down. Yeah, what he keeps saying is that he got some property being selling on the process, so he want to use that money. Yeah, perfect. So that that's not a client yet. Okay, that is that is not an objection. That is a condition. When we have a client, and now we saw already eleven. When we have a client, and I'll finish with this. When we have a client that is telling you they have to sell another property before they commit to purchasing another one. That is not an objection. That is a condition. And until that con condition is met, there's nothing we can do about it. That simple. We can't do anything about it. I'm telling you, I don't have the money. I need to sell this other property. So it's not the time to go look for properties. It's the time to have the person qualify. It's the time to inform that person about the market. It's about giving them all the necessary information right now. So when they sell it, we go. We don't do anything showing them properties. Let other, other agents show them properties. They're going to waste their time, all right? So guys, right now it's 1101. I have a meeting oh. at 11. Remember, we have, the, um, we have the forum. You can ask any questions you want in the forum, and I'll be more than glad to answer them for you. Remember, for those of you who speak Spanish, on Tuesdays, Daniel does a two-hour session with you guys where we answer all the questions for you. But we can answer your questions right here within 24 to 48 hours via forum. So for those of you, Edna, and of course, one, you know, you have a couple of questions, write them in the chat, and I'll be more than glad to answer them for you. Guys, thank you very much for being here today. I also need, I love I also need to get some water, right? Big hugs to everybody. <laughs>